0: Okay, so my story starts when I was eight years old and I was sexually abused by a babysitter. He was a man and he was 25 years old. Now, he would look after me while my parents were at work and at the time, I thought he was my friend. Um, We would play video games together. uh, We would kick the football around together and he really led me to believe that we had a friendship but in between all of these games and hanging out together he would take me to my room and that's where the sexual abuse would happen it really did make me feel uncomfortable for the most part but he had cleverly manipulated me to believe that what we were doing was special he had cleverly manipulated me to believe that it's something that I should do for him because we were friends. Now, the abuse went on for a year or so. And when it stopped, quite interestingly, I returned back to the child that I was before. Very energetic, very confident, fun, outgoing. It was as if I'd managed to pack what happened tightly into a box and just put it away, put it to the back of my mind. Now, as I grew into a young adult, I had a good career. I was a mechanical engineer. I had great friends. I was out partying. No one would have ever known that I had been through that experience. Now, when I turned 25, something changed. I started having bouts of sadness. To feeling low. And with a bit more time, these bouts of sadness started coming coupled with memories of the abuse. And when I realized that, I literally could not believe it was happening. I couldn't believe that these memories were back. Uh, I I thought to myself, well, we've been fine all of this time. Why now? Because I'd never actually forgotten completely about the abuse. It was, it was always there and Certain things would remind me of it. Something would come up on the news or somebody would say something and the memory would come back, but it would disappear quite soon. But now the situation was different. I decided that what I would do was push these memories away and keep pushing them away until they disappeared. I thought that would be the correct strategy. But the problem was every time I pushed The memories would come back stronger and stronger and it felt like I was losing the battle. So I knew that I needed to change my approach or do something differently and that's when I decided to speak to somebody for the first time and I spoke to a close friend and when I did this it felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. It felt good. It felt like um, very encouraging. It felt like I'd really achieved something. And that encouraged me to continue speaking to one person at a time as the years went on. Now, every time I spoke, very interestingly, I was feeling more confident with the story and less worried about what other people will think about what happened So some years had passed and i told a handful of people and I started to become really interested in what was going on out there. What was going on with this situation? How were other people dealing with this? So I started Googling keywords. I started Googling what is paedophilia, the effects of abuse, why children aren't speaking out about it at the time, how are other survivors doing And I came across a chat room where people were sharing their stories. And I started reading people's messages. And there was one that really struck me in particular. And it was a message from a lady. She was 70 years old. And she explained that she'd never told anybody up until now about what happened to her. And she felt that that was the thing that held her back in life and it made me feel so sad that i thought i should try to do something with my story at least i should start sharing it in public and and try to make something of this so i had been to open mic nights in london and there are events where you can sign up on the door and you can you get 5 minutes on stage to perform what you wish whether that be music, singing, poetry, storytelling. And I went as a storyteller and began telling my story. And the more I would do this, the more I started thinking about the man that did this to me. I started wondering where he was now and if he was still doing this to more children. And I thought, I realized how important it was that I found out What was going on with him right now? So I began searching for him and I searched online, but I couldn't find him. But what I could find was his wife's Facebook profile. So, and he was in her pictures. And it was the first time I saw his face for 25 years and it was like it hadn't changed. So I messaged her and she messaged me back, explaining that I am to leave her and her family alone. And then she blocked me. So I had no other option but to then go to the police and report the crime. I gave a three-hour statement, giving every explicit detail from touch, taste, feel of him. And it was the first time I'd ever really talked about this out loud. The police investigation lasted nine months and unfortunately was closed due to a lack of evidence because there is no evidence. It happened 25 years ago. So. The police had to call the situation off. Now, I appealed it, but the appeal was rejected. Now, when the appeal was rejected. I began to become angry that he denied it. I began to feel like that wasn't his right to deny. If he, was, if he was big enough to do that to me as a child, he should be big enough to accept that that was his behavior. <clears throat> so I decided to start looking for him again. One thing led to another. I got more information and I ended up finding out where he lives. And I went and knocked on his door. He answered the door and he recognised me instantly and went to slam the door shut. But I managed to get my foot in front of it and keep it open and I got my time in front of him to tell him everything that I wanted to tell him. And this was whilst his wife was in the background calling the police. The police arrived, I was arrested and put in a cell overnight. And now him and his wife are prosecuting me for stalking, harassment and assault. And now I have, I'm facing trial, and I'm facing these charges, which will be in April this year. Now, this is not a good situation to be in. However, I feel I'm, I made the decisions that were correct in confronting him about what he did, and now I share my story online, and I share it to, to help the others who are already out there raising awareness to raise awareness and break the silence that is allowing this thing to thrive behind closed doors. So I'm making short films. I'm using photography. I'm using illustration in an attempt to make this topic engaging for the viewer because it is very, very uncomfortable. We know it is and we know it's difficult. And I think we Because of that, we naturally allow it to pass us by when actually it's a subject that we all need to be knowledgeable on because it's it's really what's going on around us. And if we can become more knowledgeable and more aware, then we will stand a better chance of prevention for the future and the future generations.